people and characters are made up of their past experiences. When crafting a character, one of the most important aspects we consider is her past. Sky Fairwin. You're listening to Writing Roots, brought to you by Aspen House Publishing. Welcome to Writing Roots. I'm Lee Holt. And I'm Lee Esses. Last episode, we talked about nature, how a person's DNA impacts who they are as your character. This episode, we're going to focus on nurture. Nurture tends to be what storytellers focus on when crafting their characters and their plots. One of my favorite examples of character creation actually comes from the book, which was then a TV show called Westworld, where somebody's job was basically to create a person, but to program it. The foundation for every character they designed was based around what he calls a cornerstone memory, a single memory that creates the character as a whole and helps define the character as a whole. As you write, as you create your characters, a lot of the times you will come up with a cornerstone memory for your characters. You'll come up with one event that happened that changed everything else in their life. And that is their motivation. That is their thing that they're trying to avoid. That is a major plot point in your story. In my own work in progress, it's the death of her husband and children. And that is her motivation for going into hiding and then into finally deciding to confront the villain. And this cornerstone memory doesn't have to make your character a victim. Sometimes it's actually the opposite, where they've put a black mark on their own record. The obvious is David and Bathsheba when the king decided he wanted to sleep with someone else's wife, so he sent that guy off to war so he would die so he could sleep with the wife. This otherwise nearly perfect character in biblical storytelling has this black mark on his record. Both of these ideas, whether it's a trauma that happens to them or a bad choice that they made that led to some severe consequences, are good for all of your characters. They are good to develop, especially for your main character and your villain. You need to understand why your villain is the villain, and it has to do most of the time with their history, with the nurture of their life. An interesting facet of nurture is that your character gets to choose to fight against it or submit to it. One of my favorite characters in a TV show is this woman who is recently divorced, has every reason to be just broken, and she's a tertiary character, sort of a recurring guest star. But she is the most chipper and uses names of candies instead of swear words and stuff. She is just the sweetest character on the face of the planet because she knows what it's like to be broken. Let's get into the kinds of things that cause these cornerstone memories that really influence the nurture of a character. First and most obvious is childhood trauma. Something happened when they were a child that shaped who they are. I was afraid of lightning for a very long time because one day lightning struck right behind our house, like 50 feet away from our back door when I was like two years old. So I don't remember it, but there is a part of my subconscious brain that does, and it scared me to death so that for years 
I would hear thunder or see lightning, and I would run to hide. And sometimes, if you want it to be extra traumatic, they witnessed the loss of a loved one. Because mom told them, hide in this bunker, and then as mom is closing the doors, the bad guys come and pull her out by her hair, and and she just disappears out of sight. The Mandalorian had a childhood trauma very much like this. And being taken in by the Mandalorian culture became that cornerstone memory, that identity that still is very much a part of him, but it has defined how he treats especially children. The same kind of thing happened in Brandon Sanderson's young adult novels, The Reckoner series. The main character in the first book goes to the bank with his dad. Main character is about eight and the dad is out of work, so he's looking to get a loan to start a small business. And while he's in the bank trying to get this loan, an epic shows up and kills everyone. And the father, being former military, tries to shoot and kill him, fails, and gets killed. And from then on, the main character has made it his life goal to learn everything he can about all epics so that he can one day kill Steelheart, the one who killed his dad. Another potential childhood trauma that you can tap into if you want is abuse. A lot of your superheroes that weren't orphaned at some point had some kind of abuse where they were broken down and had to lift themselves up by the bootstraps in order to continue and be strong even though they didn't want to. The loss of a loved one is also another traumatic childhood event. It can be traumatic even if they don't witness it. The sudden loss of a sibling or a parent, especially if they're really young, is confusing and scary. It's the question of when is mom going to be home? And someone else has to kind of explain, well, she's not coming home ever because she's dead. And that's a traumatic experience because the child goes through a long period of not knowing why, because they don't understand death yet, especially, like I said, if they're really young. And if the death is of a sibling and they were supposed to be watching the sibling and then the sibling went out into the street and got run over by a car, they will carry that guilt for the rest of their lives. They won't always express it in the obvious ways either. Sometimes it's as simple as having an imaginary friend with the same name as a sibling who died. On to the next type of nurturing event, culture. Culture plays a huge role in who a character is. So if you have your own world that you've created, you need to consider the culture of the people and how that's going to influence your character. What kind of holidays do they have? How do they celebrate birthdays? What kind of religion is there? Is it held too tightly by the majority of the culture? Education is a huge thing in a lot of especially sci-fi fantasy dystopian it becomes a precious ability to be able to read and write. The most recent book I wrote that was dystopian, only two of the seven characters who were good guys could read and write. Most of them couldn't because it wasn't really necessary in that culture anymore. Birthdays, similar, because of the value placed on an individual. So if we're talking politically The democratic republic that we're in versus communism. Communism is about the whole group, but there is less of a value placed on the individual as there is in our current setup in America. This plays into how your character sees right and wrong. 
So we look at Spock, who was half human. When he was young, he wanted to be fully Vulcan. So he is Vulcan entirely by nurture, but he still has that emotional sway of his human half. This is why in past episodes, I've talked about making sure you develop the culture because it matters for your characters. You need to know how they were raised, the kind of environment they were raised in, the kind of events that they went through as a child in order to really know your character. Yes, you can write without it. You can pants through it all. But as you're writing, you need to be thinking about that. And then when you go through on your edit, you can make those changes once you've learned your character. Once you've gotten to know them, you can make sure that the rest of it matches up. One of the things that I like to do because I'm a terrible human being is I think to myself when I'm designing a character, what's the worst possible thing for this character that I can put them through? The answer to this is different for every character. This is based around their fears, based around their desires, based around their lackings growing up, based around a lot of things. If you can answer this question about your character, there's a good chance you've got their nurture pretty well figured out. I love the advice that we got at the writing retreat that we went to in February. They brought up the same kind of question. What's the worst possible thing you can put your character through? Write it down. Throw it out. Write down the next worst possible thing. And do that like 10 times. And once you go through and once you spend the time thinking about the worst possible option, you really hone in on who that character is. We started this whole series talking about making sure that your characters aren't caricatures, but they're closer to actually people. When they start making decisions that aren't the same as the decisions you as the author would make, you're headed in the right direction. Some psychology models say there's a third facet to this makeup of a character. It's not just nature, it's not just nurture, but also the choices the character makes. Your character's opinions are incredibly important for defining your character without regurgitating backstory. Nature and nurture will both influence choices, but then as characters make choices, they change, they develop, they improve or decline, sometimes both. And those choices will influence them just as much as nature and nurture does at the beginning. Use every possible resource you can when developing your characters. Listen in on people's conversations and observe their choices. Observe how their lives are influenced by their past. Look at yourself. Analyze yourself. And then use it. Write it. Create well-developed characters that you can feel are real. The first step to doing that is to always write selfishly. If you have a question or comment for our hosts or a topic you'd like us to cover, send us an email at writingroots at aspenhousepublishing.com or find us on Facebook by searching for Aspen House Publishing. 